Today on The Real Life Girl, we are peeking behind the curtain as I dive into my holy girl night routine. Welcome back to The Real Life Girl, or welcome if you are new. My name is Bianca and I am your host, and I'm particularly excited to record this episode as we dive into my night routine. And I'm in a current place where I'm gaining a better understanding of what being organized actually looks like, why it's beneficial to be organized, and how being organized helps me live a better life. And as of late, I have changed my wake-up time, my entire sleep routine, and my before-bed activities to make sure that I'm getting a really good night's rest and an energizing day ahead of me. For the longest time, I was a Christian that really wanted a relaxing and unwinding night routine that also kept my night centered around Jesus. So if you find yourself in the same place, keep listening because we're not wasting any more time as we get into my holy girl night routine. But before that, I have to get into something that I think is so funny. So the other day, my sister texted me at around midnight and she was like, hey, um, you're probably not going to see this until the morning, but like, I wanted to know if you wanted to hang out tomorrow and we can go to this place, we can have lunch here, but just let me know what your schedule looks like. And if not, we can plan it another day. So that night I was watching the summer I turned pretty season two it had just come out and I made the mistake of like beginning it on the night before a day that like I had to wake up really early so you know what I did like I got really caught up in the series and I did not end up sleeping that night and I like responded to my sister right away and I was like hey yeah I have put you down in my calendar we are hanging out on this day and she was like what are you doing up little girl I thought that was so funny because like I just didn't think that my sister would like question why I'm up but like she knows who I am she knows that I am like a very like early sleeper that I have a routine that I have a schedule that I stick to so like to her it's shocking and to me I'm like it's funny that that's shocking to you because like it's also shocking to me Getting into my night routine that starts at 5 p.m. Now, these days, I find myself working 9 to 10 hour days, which is a lot. So I draw the line at 5 p.m. That's where my workday ends. And following that, my screen time goes off and my downtime goes on because I am on social media most of the day. So this is my way of setting a boundary between my work life and my personal life and limiting the many hours spent on my phone. I started using screen time back in middle school and my mom put it on my phone and at the time I thought it was annoying but now as an adult like I've actually realized like how beneficial it is to have that line to you know find out okay what times I'm going to be on my phone and what times I'm not and that really has helped so much with time management. When you think about how many times you found yourself on your phone way past your bedtime or the time you find yourself heading to the, you know, bed. When you think about how many times you find yourself scrolling on your phone way past your bedtime or the time you normally hit the hay, screen time suddenly makes more sense. It may not work for everyone, but it definitely does work for me and it does help me to keep my personal life and my work life very separate. So right after I'm off my phone, I begin cooking dinner and I've done this for the last five to six weeks and I've been cooking dinner for me and my family and it's been really nice to meal plan and to buy the ingredients I find it to be like weirdly therapeutic in a way I grew up learning how to cook for myself but in order to make it a little bit easier for me I tried to look at specific groups of recipes so looking up air fryer recipes slow cooker recipes things like that that I can just throw food in and have it be made are so convenient and time is money and finding these recipes at like Publix on Pinterest have been so helpful in time saving. 
I've talked about Sunday resets before and how they have been so effective in helping me to start fresh in a new week and making everything ready and just getting ready for a great week. So I take every Sunday to plan all my dinners for the week and figure out what me and my family want to eat. And sometimes I'll even just ask like my mom and dad, like, what do you guys want to eat? This is what I want to eat. Let's come to a compromise. And based on what we decide, then I'll grocery shop. And this really does help us to stick to a plan. And time to time, we find ourselves switching up. Like the other day, I really wanted to make some beef chili and my mom wanted chicken stew. So we moved things around and we like swapped out a couple nights in order to like give the people what they wanted. And it really does help keep everyone happy and their bellies full and just making sure that everyone likes what they're eating. And I love that. Like, I would not want to cook dinner that nobody likes or that nobody wants. So it is really important for me to listen to my family and to also listen to myself on what we really want to be eating. Dinner takes about an hour and 15 minutes to whip up. So around 6.15, dinner is done. And I will prep the table and I'll set out any cutlery and drinks. And I'm describing this because I'm trying to paint a picture of like what our family dinners look like and how I serve I normally don't actually serve I hand everyone their plates like I lit I hand my mom and my dad it's just us three in our house and I hand them their plates and everyone serves themselves and the reason why I do this is because that I find that everyone is picky along with me I'm, I'm, I'm a very picky eater and sometimes I just don't like things a certain way so I find that if everyone else fixes their own plates it kind of just like keeps the harmony going going and like those of big families or you like you regularly attend like family gatherings you know what I mean it just makes a lot more sense to have people fix their own plates this makes me realize I have not talked about my living situation I don't think ever like on any of my platforms but I do live with my parents it's just me my mom and my dad and honestly living with my parents does not feel like living with my parents and that's solely because of our relationship like my parents and I are incredibly close and like I tell my parents everything and we just have such a good bond that it just feels like I'm living with like two really cool roommates and I'm not bragging but my family is really awesome and I'm not going to miss an opportunity to brag on them so I might be but it really does just like feel so amazing to like just get along so well with like my parents and like you know they're truly my best friends and we find ourselves getting so lost in like our family time and like our dinner talk discussions and like we talk about our unpopular opinions and conspiracy theories and like all those fun things and that's truly what makes dinner time so special to me right after dinner nothing is the biggest turnoff than turning to the kitchen and seeing a sink full of dishes so i clean as i go as i make dinner and this saves me so much time and it also saves me a lot of energy like i like looking at a sink full of dishes is honestly the biggest eyesore to me and i don't like it so any dishes that i put in the sink immediately i'll clean and that helps me to keep my space looking clean and less work after the feast is over by this time it is 7 p.m and my mom and I usually work on cleaning the kitchen and this is really nice is like just for me and my mom to have a bonding activity while we clean the kitchen and we don't clean the kitchen in silence I mean I don't know if you were expecting us to just not talk but we're not like that if anything we talk a little bit too much and me and my mom use this time to catch up and ask each other what our rose and thorn is of the day which essentially your rose is a really good thing that happened and your thorn is a bad thing an inconvenient or annoying thing and then based 
just on there the conversation just flows but again like my parents and I have always had a really close relationship so a lot of this really comes easy and having bonding activities like just talking at dinner or talking while cleaning the kitchen and doing chores helps so much to keep us closer and to also keep us in the loop because things happen and life gets chaotic and confusing so just making sure that we're all on the same page while also bonding is so beneficial a funny thing that my mom and I always joke about is us having ADHD. Like, and I, we're honestly convinced that we both have ADHD that's undiagnosed. And the reason I say this is because this one day, I want to say about a year ago, my mom and I, we were talking and I was mentioning a TED talk that I was watching and how it was like really moving and things like that. And my mom was like giving her opinion and things like that. And I say, you know, yeah. And so, you know, this is why XYZ, I'm just like rambling. And she like interrupts me to scream, oh, that's like a TED talk. And I was like, mom, why are you interrupting me? Like, why are you interrupting me? And it wasn't like, like, it, I was just saying it as like a funny thing. And she's like, I think it's because I have ADHD. And I was like, no, you don't. Like, why are you saying that? And because of that, like, little small moment, every time we like interrupt each other, things like that, we like say, oh my gosh, tone down the ADHD. And it's like something that is so hilarious. It gets me every time. But her and I are literally convinced that we both have ADHD. Like I go off topic. I've gone off topic on this podcast numerous times and she just goes off topic, you know, so it's like we just we do this all the time and it's honestly so funny. So that like takes up a lot of like our kitchen cleaning like bonding activity as well is like us just making jokes and like, you know, whatever and talking about what we want to do for the weekend and good things like that. At around 8 p.m. I start my downtime and downtime is really the moment of the day where I begin preparing for the next day. So what this looks like for me is like charging my laptops, charging my iPad, my devices and setting anything out for the next day. And this can be like my workout sets and getting outfits and things ready. When I was at my last job, a lot of this looked like picking out my outfit, picking out my workout set, how I wanted to wear my hair. So like really planning my appearance for the next day. And now as a content creator and freelancer, I do the same thing, especially now like with client meetings. And if I have to go to like house meetings, then I just like look at my schedule and figure out like what meetings I have and then, you know, plan any outfits or just things that I would really need to like move into the next day. I use my downtime to plan that. Once all of those things are set out of the way, from about 8 p.m. to 8.30, I will shower. And showering is a really special time for me. And I, I, that sounds weird. It does. But just let me elaborate. So... <laughs> I really love singing. I am a singer in the shower. I also do sing just like in general, like in my downtime, it's like my hobby and I find myself really connecting to the Lord in that way. But I love really singing in the shower. So a lot of the time I have the best like worship sessions. I have the best like talks with God. I have the best like songs of just like singing about my love for the Lord. And I also love singing Adele too. Like my favorite song ever is Set Fire to the Rain by Adele because there's just so many good like vocals and rhythms in there and it sounds surprisingly good in the shower and I also found out that Adele is taking a break for like the next like four years to pursue her degree in English literature and I like cried because I love Adele so much I at least once in this life want to go see her um because like her performances are just so like extraordinary um off 
the topic though see this is why i'm saying i have adhd because i like i probably do it's just undiagnosed um but no like after you know like showering things like that i do love to take my time with like my skin and my hair care like really slow and this is my time to really relax if i wash my hair i like to take my time to like blow dry it and style it if i want and this is my time to myself like i get to really be present with myself and to be present with my emotions and you know what i'm feeling after the shower and i'm just really taking things slow and i'm not rushing to go anywhere i'm not rushing to do anything it's just me and god and this is the time where I find myself talking to God the most. I've had the most like intimate, most like peaceful times with the Lord while I'm just like decompressing and getting ready for bed. Back to where I was talking about my nine to 10 hour work days, there is nothing that hits like a hot steaming shower after a really long day, whether that entails work, school, whatever it is. Steaming showers are just the best medicine for like exhaustion and I just like play music I'll put on like a color light and I just chill and that is like truly such a good decompressing part for me My recent conviction from the lord has been praying about the things I find myself worrying about and I find myself worrying about a lot of things I really did struggle with anxiety a lot um, you know in the past few years and I have been anxious about so many things in my life, like it could be like work or school. And I find myself worrying about things I really can't control. And so during this time where I'm just present with myself and I'm in God's presence, I find myself praying the like hard prayers and really leaving like my worries at God's feet. And there's nothing more beautiful than that of like laying your burdens at the Lord's feet because I know that it's not God's intention. It's not God's desire for me to carry the day's worries into my next day and to have anxiety before going to sleep because honestly, the Bible says worrying does nothing for you. It doesn't add another hour to your life. It doesn't add another year or 10 years. And so a big part of my night is reflecting on my day of thinking, you know, what did I like? What did I did not like? What's something that really annoyed me? And I just give it to God. And it's not even something that is really hard to do. It's just me saying, Lord, I'm frustrated because of this. I'm worried because of this, but I give this to you because I understand that I can't control that. And it's just me saying that out loud and really breaking those chains and taking that burden off of me. And my night just moves so much more smoothly into my next day. And this also deepens my faith with the Lord because a lot of it is trusting that the Lord will work out things for your good. After that peaceful time, it gets even more peaceful at around 9 p.m. when I spend some time reading and watching a current like television show and continuing my wind down routine. I've just finished my recent book and this novel literally was so, so good. It was Men and Dogs by Katie Crouch and I had a hard copy and y'all, this was the funniest, most wholesome, most heart-wrenching novel. And I like to think of it as a coming of age, but I mean, the main character is like 35, so it's kind of like a coming to age, but I'm already aged. And it's just like the most funny novel ever. And this is also like reminded me of a 2023 goal that I had, which was trying to do more reading in this year and like I'm not used to reading like I, I've read a lot in like elementary school and middle school 
and like if you remember like those summer reading assignments or like the I think it was called the book it competition where like if you read as many books you would get like a free pizza or something so like I was used to that but into like my like later teen years and like now as an adult like I've really wanted to prioritize reading a lot more so this novel was a really good place to start and now I'm reading another novel this novel is called Jesus First, Jesus Always. So I'm trying to read more of like faith-based novels and like Christian romance or just like Christian like self-improvement, things like that. Something that is going to get me like in God's presence, even if I'm not reading his word, even if I'm not worshiping, at least I am like reading something that is contributing and like really feeding my faith. I come to think of it as I've been reading more I prefer physical books over digital books and I'm a digital girl like I love digital planning I journal digitally it's just something that I enjoy but I again like I'm looking at screens most of the day so having a physical copy and like not having to like worry about any blue light that's coming to me I just love physical books and I also have like a little um reading lamp that I have pinned on my bed so it's just so easy for me to like open a book and just have that light over me and get lost in a really good book. I aim to read and watch TV for at least 30 minutes of each. So after reading, I will tune into my current favorite show, which is SVU. And y'all, like I've watched SVU for years, but I'm currently rewatching. So I'm in season 15 and things are getting interesting, but I love watching SVU on Hulu. It's just so enjoyable because I find that this is like crew, like true crime that, whoa, crew crime that's a new <laughs> that's a new like i don't know what it is that's a new uh tongue twister but i love watching true crime that is like actually realistic and it's not like i guess like dreamed up in a way like i don't know the way that hollywood i've seen hollywood like portray true crime has just not been enjoyable but svu never fails me and like the storylines are literally there and i just love it so much so that's my current show as I wrap up those two activities, my bedtime at 10 p.m. approaches, and this is something that I'm currently working on mastering. One is working on prioritizing my sleep because I like I honestly don't get enough sleep and I wish I did, but I don't. And I talk about how important sleep is, but I'm not practicing that in my own life. And I'm going to call myself out like that's kind of hypocritical of me. And I've learned that every minute counts with sleep. Like getting that half of hour sleep that you missed is literally such a game changer and I know it because I've seen it in myself. There have been days that I wake up like completely refreshed and completely ready to start the day versus days that I feel like a zombie because I only slept like five hours. A good rule of thumb for me to prioritize sleep is knowing how long it takes me to fall asleep and basing what time I'm actually turning off the screens, turning off the TV, putting away the books, and actually heading to bed. So if my bedtime is 10 p.m., I will start to do all of that at around 9.45 because I know that it's going to take me about 15 minutes to go back to sleep. And I've realized that having a good wind down routine, also, you know, doing something relaxing has helped me to achieve this a lot easier. It's a lot harder to go to sleep peacefully when you've just spent five hours watching Netflix or you've just spent like two hours on TikTok. Like that's kind of harder. But when you're reading a book, when you have like rain sounds on, I don't know, at least for me, 
like that really does help a lot so i encourage you to do something relaxing do something that is going to get you in the mood to go to sleep and get those melatonin levels at an all-time high so that you're ready to go to sleep and you're recharging a lot quicker from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., I am sound asleep, and at 5 a.m., I start my new day, which is always exciting and a gift from the Lord. So y'all, that's my current night routine that really does help me to dump out everything that my brain took on throughout the day and decompress and to unwind and also keep my night really centered on Jesus. If you're like me and you like getting insight on other people's routines and what people do to really relax and unwind, getting inspiration can be so helpful, but I want to encourage you to create a routine that works for you and not that works, not one that, you know, is working for other people that's based on another person. Create a routine that's going to work for you and your schedule and the kind of person that you are instead of like wildly basing your entire routine off of someone else because it honestly could be a really helpful routine, but it won't be completely customized to you and that's where things get harder. When you think about how much sleep you need at night, how much sleep you need to feel recharged and re-energized, and the habits that you have and the ones that you can create, that can be the structural framework on deciding what routine works for you and how it can be beneficial to your life. Ultimately, getting inspiration from others can be really helpful, hence why apps like Pinterest exist and etc. But honestly, do what works for you. Do what's going to be beneficial for you and just go off that. And I find that that can really be a lot more helpful to make sure that you have a really good day. That is my night routine. It kind of sounds old ladyish now that I'm thinking about it, but I am very proud of it because it is something I built from the ground up and I assume that as life changes, my routine will as well. But I enjoyed sharing that with y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. I love chatting with y'all. And with that being said, I will see you in the next episode.